Welcome to Write That Down, hosted by Nate Ulrich and myself, Jacob Novak. This is a podcast where two everyday creative people try to break through the noise and do creative things. Today, we're tackling the idea of creative competition and how we compare ourselves to others around us. We talk about both the positive and negative effects of a competitive mindset, as well as how you can maintain a healthy environment amidst competition. So, let's get into it. competitive person oh yeah i mean come on you say you're gonna eat a hot dog faster than me no way <laughs> is, is that what immediately comes to mind well i was just thinking over the fourth of july with the hot dog eating contest oh it's uh, sure in recent what is that why do we do that um i think the the answer to that starts with an m and ends with cur uh <laughs> No, maybe that's wrong. Close. It's pretty much Merca. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the answer. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. That I just I feel like that's one of the easiest things to just point at as like here's why America can be pretty dumb. But <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I was were you were you feeling competitive when we were doing that croquet oh, and bocce the other? Yeah, absolutely. Are you kidding me? Or were you feeling competitive? <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean, I I feel like I'm kind of a competitive person, but uh-huh. I just try to hide it, like behind yeah, jokes well, and stuff, like like most things. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I try to act like I don't care, but but deep down you deep do. Deep down, I'm, well, so here's I'm invested. Here's the thing. So this is perfect for our conversation. Uh, do you find um, competition fun, or do you find uh, that in competitive environments, maybe you're not competitive, but just the action of doing what you're doing is fun. Well, that's interesting because I feel like uh, <laughs> being in a competitive environment is fun when I win. Uh, <laughs> but then when I, I don't think I can win or, I, or I'm or i just unsure or people are already like way ahead of me, I get discouraged. Right. Uh because I'm like I'm never gonna reach those heights. Ooh, this is uh, interesting, Jacob. Yeah, this is, and you know, you know what else? Uh, it seems as though if you are into that, maybe you have invested or emotionally invested, or uh, I don't know what the words other than invested, <laughs> right? You you think you have yeah stakes? Yeah, yes, stakes. <laughs> Not quite what I meant, but yeah. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, no, so that makes sense, right? Yeah. So com- competition is fun because we there's the, the want to win, and that want to win uh, is enhanced uh, not only by the competition, but how much you have put, how much you have at stake, right? Yeah, and, and just to kind of complete the segue here, really what we're talking about specifically today is the idea of creative competition, uh, and there are Brought a lot to us of by Alex Stout, uh, who suggested this wow. to us uh, a while back, and uh, we're finally getting around to it. Um, and I mean, yeah. I, I'm, we've both, I'm sure, uh, had our fair share of, you know, creative competitiveness, whether it was known to the to the other person that we were competing or not. Right? Uh, can you think of anything from college where that that kind of hit you or you were feeling that urge to yeah well college is a unique situation uh i think for for the both of us but it's you're in a location surrounded by other folks and other people who 
uh, especially in like the communication department or other departments that you're within, uh, you're surrounded with with people who are uh, talented in kind of the same stuff that you are, you know, going right. for, um, and that automatically creates a space where people can uh their work can be influenced uh by each other depending on how close you are working with people people the types of collaboration like we talked about yesterday uh, last week um and of course sort of a a creative competition uh can can uh unfold in a sense where it's not necessarily like uh it's not known by both parties that you're in a competition rather it's it's perhaps something just within uh, within you that motivates you to continue to learn. Uh, for instance, if you learned something really cool and you started to implement it into your work, a piece of me uh, might go, oh, this is really neat. Jacob's doing a really cool thing. And, and maybe that motivates me to learn it myself and perhaps try to do it better. Sure. Uh, without really acknowledging or telling you like, Hey, we're in competition. Yeah. I'm going to do it better than you. Right. <laughs> where, yeah. I think that's the, that's the difference between, between being friends, uh, being nice uh, and just being mean. Right. right. Do you remember, uh, this just came to my mind in our, in our senior year, we were in a thesis group together of other communication students. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you ever yeah, feel yeah. a sense of competition? Not necessarily in that sense of like, I'm going to try to be better than you or whatever it is, but just uh, we had our weekly meeting and we are all just checking in with right. the progress that we are making <laughs> with our meetings. Uh, and I was at a slight advantage yeah. because I was doing Y-Men uh, and it was a very different yeah. thing from what uh, most of the other people in that group were doing. So no one really knew if I was falling uh-huh. behind or anything. But I would always hear like you guys talking about, oh, I transcribed this interview and I got to meet with these other two people and yeah. they gave me some yeah. more connections and I got this many pages done. And I, I'm in my head, I'm like, I just kind of sat around and had trouble thinking of ideas for an hour. <laughs> but and, right, and so right. did you ever feel that well, kind of thing in those environments i mean kind of right uh, compared to what the type of work you were doing so just to give a little more context i was i chose to write a thesis uh about like a, a qualitative research thesis about sports injuries and the effects that it has on athletes uh post-injury right, right. uh and of course you did the y man so i wrote a paper ended up being like I don't know, 70 pages or something. And, and you, you did a, sh- a short film. Uh, and so vastly different right. projects. Right. Uh, but so between me and you and between my project and your project, no, I, I didn't really feel a sense of competition uh, other than perhaps something outside of my project. Like uh, you're doing this, this film. I wish I was doing it. How, <laughs> right. How can I compete? Right. Right? But uh, probably more so with uh, the, my fellow students, I guess, colleagues at that point, um, like, Hey, you wrote 20 pages. Oh, oh man, I'm behind. I better, I better write 20 sure. pages or I better start bragging about how much I transcribed or something. Again, I don't know if that's, again, I don't know if that's creative competition. I don't, I just, it might just be, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, the word maybe for it, it's, it's right? just kind of, it's not necessarily competition between all the students, but it is the same essence of what is in competition, which is urgency. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Just the idea of, of you know, you're with a group of other people, like-minded people, and then seeing everybody else succeed or doing all these things creates a sense of urgency within you 
that kind of lights that fire to get you going. Be like, okay, I got to write. I got to, you know, start location scouting. I got to do all this. Um, There are more direct parallels to the idea of competition. Uh, I mean, you can uh, take the example of just if you're in college and you're a music student. Uh, I know that that can be incredibly competitive because that is uh, just maybe a group of trumpet students who are just trying to be better than each other. Uh, you know, and it's that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I think it's, I mean, we're talking a lot about college experiences. There is also a lot of things going on in professional experiences. I mean, just yeah, looking at LinkedIn, you know, can have some interesting effects on my ego <laughs> because I'll see like, oh, all of these other oh, people that absolutely. I graduated with or we're in the same classes with or off doing these things. And it's like, why aren't I doing that? And why didn't I like, like, I don't know how to do that. How can I learn to do that? And so, yeah, there, there's different. Well, remember Jacob, you have to remember that, that social media as a whole, but LinkedIn in particular is about wording things correctly. Oh, sure. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of like the Instagram picture that shows a, your beautiful yeah. life, but in the background, there's like, you don't see what's in the picture. Well, LinkedIn's similar yeah. to that. It's just making sure you're picking the right buzzwords and putting them in the right sentences to make for it sure. seem like, for the most part, at least that's what, that's what you're taught yeah. to do, right? That, to, that's to, basically all social media, it's, except for right? Twitter. Right. I feel like on Twitter, people just kind of do whatever they want and just kind of, you know, let loose. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, I wanted to get to... I agree with you on that, though. I, I want to <laughs> get back to a, a part you were talking about um, in that I think a part of why we felt that competition in our in our thesis class, you said it was urgency. And, and I want to add on to that by saying I think it was also just us as students justifying our work and commitment to our work right. and hearing the student next to you say that they did more work. Uh, again, yeah, it is a competition in a sense, right? Uh, they did more work, but does that mean I didn't do enough? So I guess it's sort of those mind games. I know I know we're going to get into it a little bit later about how our mind can play tricks on us, uh, especially sure. when we're talking about our work and and especially creative work, right? And, and you really uh, felt that in just the differences between doing a short film and transcribing uh, interviews and, and writing right. uh, research, right? Um, and so I I think if we hone in on the professional environment, we can point out a couple things here. Jacob, both of us have been out of college since 2019, yeah. and so we're relatively new into the workforce. But that being said, I think our lived experiences are still, I mean, at least we can still contribute something to this conversation uh, because I, I imagine many of our listeners are either still in college or just graduated, or maybe they're our parents, uh, and we can we can help. Uh, I guess other folks understand what this sort of generation is kind of going through when it comes to or generation of creatives. I, I should say is going through when it comes to competing with one another, competing with their fellow colleagues, and competing with the competition. Yeah, right? and and both the the ways in which that kind of competitive environment can be positive on kind of your workflow and process and just the way you approach yeah. things but can also be negative and kind of dangerous uh in in some ways now right. i'm I'm interested in your experience doing your 
uh, more freelance uh, videography work uh, and things like that. Uh, uh-huh. How have you, if at all, seen uh, kind of competitive scenarios between yourself and other, you know, freelancers, people who are fighting for the same jobs yeah. as you? Yeah. So I think in short, the easiest way to talk about this um, is you know, when I am on social media or when I am on outlets where creatives post their content, I can look at that and say, oh, I can either, I can do this, I can do that better. Or I look at it with a hint of jealousy, maybe like, oh, how did they get that look? Right. And I'm, and I'm probably looking at, you know, travel films, more cinematic stuff, even, even wedding films. So, so, you know, many of the, the people I graduated school with, uh, maybe even in high school, people that I, I don't really stay in touch with, but they're posting their content that they're creating uh, uh, wherever it is, uh, YouTube or Facebook or whatever. I look at it and and there is that sense of competition. And, you know, maybe they aren't even going after the same clients that I would be because they're in a different part of the U.S. or a different part of the world. But that competition, that sort of need to be better in a sense or or want to be able to do the things that they're doing kind of starts to creep in right and i think without giving specific examples again this isn't me reaching out to that person uh saying uh you're horrible how did you do this why did you make <laughs> this look so good right uh and and i want to add something to that my like the freelance company that I work in now, the one that I created with my friend, started from me being jealous that my friend was better at something than me. I un like internalized it and understood that he was better at it than me, and said, "Hey, let's work together so that I don't have to try to beat yeah. you, uh, but we can utilize both of our skills and and, and raise each other up." Uh, and so I think that is sort of a fun part of of this whole conversation and being in competition with one another yeah, because not everything has to end in I beat you. It, it, no, it, no, it can't right. just be, but it does feel, it good. does. It definitely does feel good. It felt good when I wasn't last when we were playing croquet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it does, uh, you know, you're able to uh, reach conclusions that are more. I mean, not that every competitive environment is hostile in nature, but there is that moment of being like, oh, hey, right. I, I just recognizing your own skill sets and what other people can do and just kind of joining forces in that yeah. sense. That's what excites me about working with you is I recognize that, that you're way more knowledgeable about like the, the technical side of things in terms of, you know, video creation and things like that. Uh, and so I'm excited to just work with you on, on future projects, um, whether it's, you know, videos yeah. that were that Thanks, we do Jacob. for <laughs> for other people or for it's their own random creative things but just being able to you know learn from you and be like oh yeah i could do that all along uh, I, it's just that nate was was the uh-huh. one behind the camera and just kind of playing dumb in that sense well yeah and again that's you are lifting me up so <laughs> thank you jacob this is what our our collaboration is is <laughs> best at that uh, so, so yes, you're right. There, there are these are sort of that positive. Uh, we kind of touched on some negative things, but th- those are some positive things that come about from from that competition, right? Either 
either you you can collaborate and you can work with other people who are better at something than you and therefore you can create uh, holistically after you're like when you're done with your project you were able to create something different because of multiple different skill sets uh additionally actually motivating yourself uh like when i when i see a video when i see something that looks cool whether that's animation whether that's a a color grade or something like that yeah and it's something that I haven't put into my workflow or I haven't used it for my projects. Maybe that's a skill set that I then want to learn how to, how to use. So it's sort of an influencer to make me better at what I do. Uh, because I'm sure many people have, have noticed this, but videography and photography go in phases, right? So, so there, there's like a, a retro uh, phase and then there's like that orange and teal uh, preset <laughs> looking f- phase and then there's yeah. like right and then there's like uh, black and white and there's and it goes through phases and over the past five years of Instagram you, if you look back it's actually kind of interesting to see you know scroll back five years or so see what was popular then what were the major influencers doing then like the major photographers sure. videographers and creatives what were they doing then and then how has that changed now and then you can see how they influence millions of people who are trying to create that same type of content yeah. uh, and that's the type of motivation that produces replicas of work but it also allows us to try to think how can we differ this just a little bit to make it our yeah. own and i think that's really interesting about this competition type uh field of you know being a creative yeah yeah that kind of reminds me of uh now that i have an iphone uh which we we've talked about uh at some point before uh the iphone (laughs) cameras uh shift i don't know if it's totally relevant but it makes me think of that how they now have a portrait mode that automatically does that like the the focus shift where everything's blurred out in the background so it looks you know the bokeh. Yeah, it yeah. looks artistic uh, and like you didn't use an iPhone camera. Uh, I, I think that that could be one of those shifts that was caused by that creative competition where, you know, that just seems super high quality and high definition to everybody. So they just made a preset <laughs> on the on the iPhone yeah. camera. Yeah. And and, you know, to go off of that, originally that was from the lens right the focal length on the lens and using the certain uh aperture right that the 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 lower the f-stop the smaller the depth of field and the larger that f-stop number the larger the depth of field and so again a little technical (laughs) stuff here if you've got an f-stop of 1.7 more more light is going to get into your camera but your your depth of field is going to be a lot smaller. Therefore, it's harder to get things into focus. But when that thing is in focus, there's a lot of that beautiful blurriness in the background. Yeah. So again, for those people who are interested in cameras and stuff, there's our little tidbit, <laughs> uh, which is which is always fun. But yeah, the the iPhones do an awesome job of mimicking it. Yeah. Uh, they may I don't know if they take a picture in the back and then like and. Uh, part of the camera AI or whatever, and it blurs it. And then they take another picture and brings uh, whatever's in focus to the forefront. I don't know how they do it, but it's pretty yeah. cool. I, I feel like they, they probably just try to like identify what you're trying to focus on. And then they just basically like Photoshop crop it out and then blur everything behind it or something like that. Uh, and then blur everything yeah. behind it. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's fun. 
good good little tangent well that that brings us to the other side of competition and that is some of those negative effects of it and and the idea of how competition can you know push people away uh and in a sense we were talking about this a little earlier sacrificing creativity for our ego How, how do you make sense of that what 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 runs through your mind when when we talk about those things well it's interesting because i feel like uh in kind of competitive scenarios uh my instinct is to draw away and focus on myself uh and just be like how can i be better how can i do this Uh better than someone else can which i think is an interesting contrast to you know you talking about i wanted to work with this person because they're better than me at x and so I could learn from that and then we can pull our skill sets together and learn from each other and and be right. better creatives through that. Whereas, uh, you know, there are a lot of mind games in competition. And so I think some of the side yeah. effects of competition might be to have that uh, that self-centered mindset, which just puts the thought of collaboration out of your mind. Uh, which I mean, we've we talk about collaboration uh-huh. extensively on this show, uh, and that's that's really yeah. key to growing and, and learning from each other and putting out the best possible products with uh, so many different perspectives. But uh, a negative of a negative effect of competition can be just that idea of you know pushing other people away and and trying to focus on how you can be better on your own and stuff like that, and it, and that that will maybe enhance your individual right. skills but it, it won't give you a better product i don't think in the long run it, it's, it just kind of gives you more pieces yeah. to work with but not a, a better whole yeah I, I agree with that completely and if you're in that if you're viewing somebody else's work and your your ego is talking saying hey i can do this better but you know realistically you can't or you haven't tried uh there's there's something that is stopping you from acknowledging somebody else's work because you are automatically thinking you can do it better i do it all the time every single person out there i think uh who's creating things uh and and making originals of stuff as well as you know mimicking other people's stuff i think that's a process that that a lot of people go through um that initial reaction of oh I, I i can absolutely do this better <laughs> right and that's the that's the hard part to overcome because if that's the first thing that pops into your head then you're not acknowledging you're not uh you're not acknowledging that work you're not acknowledging the commitment and the time that that other person put into that work you're not uh viewing it or or listening to it with a, with a open mind and and that is creating barriers. And yeah. again, we talk about collaboration, but the more barriers you throw up, the, the less likely anyone's going to like you, let alone yeah. work with you, right? Um, and then if it turns out that you're not able to yeah. do what you thought you could do and you've put up those barriers, that just puts you in, a, in an even deeper hole to yeah. crawl out of. Yep. Yeah. And, and I think we experienced that in college. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure we've experienced that in the professional world. Uh, there are so many people out there that love to talk the talk. It's as simple as, yeah. right? And that's the saying. You talk to talk, you got to walk the walk. It, it, it's so true. And unfortunately, it's that culture of having to put 
you know, all of those keyword and buzzwords on our LinkedIn and, 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 you know, having a solid resume to get a job. Uh, but if, you know, if you can talk the talk, that's, that's great. Uh, but to be able to create the stuff that you say you can do, uh, that has, you know, value in, 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 or whatever the company needs that you're able to, um, you know, finalize products at the highest quality possible. Uh, you have to be able to do that if you're going to say you're going to do it. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's that's a problematic thing that we're experiencing now, especially going into our our future, you know, careers and stuff like yeah. that. Uh, and and I would love for any listeners out there to tell us stories about um, about you know whether they're just entering the job market now, whether they're looking for jobs or or they've been working for several years or still in college. How does that affect your work? Um, how does that affect your, you know, creative environment? We're going to talk about, you know, creating creative environments and competition after the break. So like, this is really interesting to us and we would love, uh, for a tweet or something to, you know, to yeah. talk about what, what, what are you experiencing? Yeah, right? Absolutely. And I do think it, it is also important. I mean, we talk about the negative impacts of competition being, you know, these kind of self-centered selfish ways of thinking of being oh i can do that or i can do that better but there are also a lot of negative impacts that competition has that are more uh beneath the surface psychological uh that i think are also just kind of inherent things within Mm -hmm. you know american working environments where it's the it's the idea of uh oh they can Mm -hmm. do that i need to be able to do that as well and do it better so you're just going to keep working and working and potentially Mm -hmm. overworking yourself and not giving yourself a break, uh, which I, I think can be a, a damaging thing. I mean, even like I remember there was a, a moment I had recently where uh, I was at work and someone uh, like took lo- longer than I did for like a, a lunch break. And for a second, I was like, wow, way to leave me hanging mm-hmm. up here. And I was like, what? OK, stop it, dude. Like people are allowed to take time to eat. Like I, I, I was like, I'm not going to become one of those yes, people. And yeah, I think that's yeah. just kind of a, a dangerous thing that, you know, just the uh-huh. the style of work in which we live in uh, is more focused on just yeah get the get it done and don't worry about yourself. You know, the the phrase is treat yourself. You know, mm-hmm. you gotta treat yourself. Mm-hmm. But but we don't, and I think that's because <laughs> because competition is so focused on, uh, right, just right being the best, mm. you know. Fascinating. During our break, we just wanted to remind you that you can be part of the show by emailing us at askwtd at gmail.com. If you have any questions for us, topic suggestions, or general feedback, feel free to reach out and we'll be sure to include you in a future episode. You can also message us if you have any writing prompts for future editions of The Brainbow or subjects to explore in our series, The Art of Things. So once again, that email is askwtd at gmail.com. Anyways, let's get back to it. Jacob, we just had a you know, great conversation about positives and negatives, uh, and I even prefaced a little bit about you know, creating healthy environment for competition. And I think at the at the forefront of having 
healthy competition is making sure that the environment you're working in uh, is conducive to that. Uh, what are your thoughts on on creating that type of environment? Well, uh, actually, one thing that came to mind when we uh, said, oh, hey, let's do this topic this week uh, was if you remember when we were at the v- the video production uh-huh. team at Junietta, uh, this is actually a system put in place by Alex Stout, uh, mm-hmm. who gave us this topic which was the uh, Hogwarts house system at the video production team. And I'm curious to see what you think about that, about that yeah, idea. I mean, right. obviously, okay. this is a very college idea uh, of basically what happened is within the video uh-huh. production team, we all took our Hogwarts houses, uh, uh, took that quiz and got our results, and then we were placed into our houses. And then basically, uh, you know, you just get points. It was basically a merit system. Uh, you know, you get points if you uh, go above right. and beyond the call of duty or you did really well on this one thing or something like that. Uh, and then just at the end of the semester, mm-hmm. who, whichever house had the most points, like the end of the year party was based around that house. I'm not sure if there's anything past that uh, besides pride. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, <laughs> what do you think of, uh, I mean, not specifically the idea of Hogwarts, uh, but just the kind of the idea of merit systems in uh, a work environment. Do you think that that can be a positive impact or, or kind of heighten that sense of, of negative competition? Yeah, obviously, there's two sides to it. My initial reaction is if I'm placed with somebody who is a slacker, right? This is group work in high school or group work in college <laughs> for whatever. Right. Uh, if I'm, yeah. if I'm group placed work with, anytime. with people yeah. who are Exactly. Exactly. If I'm placed with people who aren't going to pull their end or aren't as, I'm going to put quotes, good as me, <laughs> uh, I mean, that's going to be a stressor. That's going to be stressful. Uh, and if I'm, again, invested in my team, I'm going to be upset if we don't win. There's that competition. Yep. Uh, the, I think the healthy, the, like the, the positive part of doing something like that is that if the hiring process did a good job and they <laughs> hired candidates to fill those positions with quality people who uh, are diverse and can bring different uh, ideas to the table. I think that's where this type of merit-based system works well because you know it doesn't matter who's on your team when you have the ability to you know work through complicated problems and troubleshoot um through different you know videos and stuff like that when something goes wrong when something goes right to be able to have a team uh to to finalize a project at the end and then have someone say here are your points good job it feels good yeah. right i feel like you release dopamine yeah. or something in your in your brain when you when you get that right and so that can be very conducive to creating quality products so it all comes down to if that initial environment of who the people you're working with uh, how the relationships are with the people you're working with, uh, how that comes down to. And then again, probably rotating through that team, depending on how the structure is, uh, to make sure everyone's sort of working with everyone. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was a big part of, uh, you know, when I was the manager there, it was a lot of, okay, who's going to work on this project together. And that was a, a, a big part of it was, okay, have these two people worked together? <laughs> Let's throw them together and see, you know, what they can come up with and what they can right. teach each other. Uh, and I think that's a big part of it. I think that's a good part of, you know, as we talk about creating a healthy environment uh, where competition is going to be inherent in just about anything. 
Uh, I don't think we we've said that, but it's going to be there yep. uh, in almost every case. Uh, but I think just setting up that that situation where it's really the truest sense of collaboration, where if it's a team of like more than three people, just making sure that everybody is working with each other and learning from each mm-hmm. other and growing from each other, uh, and that there is a sense of what your role entails. Uh, I think that that's also a big part of it, of mm-hmm. just making sure everybody is seeing everybody's unique perspective, uh, but also there's a defined task at hand. So it's mm-hmm. not up to interpretation of, oh, this person mm-hmm. uh, isn't pulling their weight or is pulling a lot more uh, weight than they need to. Uh, I think just, just you know, that kind of clear, uh, not structure necessarily, but just the, the expectations uh, and holding each other accountable with those expectations. I, mm-hmm. I think that that's an important part of, uh, you know, that healthy environment. I'm, I'm not sure if, if you agree with that. No, absolutely. I, I absolutely. I mean, and then I come, you know, I completely agree with that. And, and that brings to fact that not everyone also is competitive. Yeah. Right. And so there's going to also have varying levels of people who are competitive. Uh, and, I don't know, and I want to hear what you have, what your thoughts on this are. But do you think that all creative work is competitive at the end, start from start to finish? Uh, you know, based on whether it's a hobby or whether you're paying the bills with the work you do, there's some sense of competition in that because if you are getting paid for the work you're doing, not only do you need to beat out other competitors, yeah, right, uh, and this is probably outside of college. So now we're talking about like professional world right. here, freelancing maybe. You, you you either have to beat out other people for your clients uh, or you have to create a better product or a better bundle or something like that. In, in a sense, that's always going to be a competition. Yeah. And so it doesn't matter if you're a, comp- a competitive person or not, there's going to be that sense of competition there. And so do you think that a more competitive person has an advantage or is that competition uh, is that competitive person going to perhaps be too competitive and lack other parts that are Mm -hmm. other characteristics or whatever that that could benefit a team teamwork or something Mm -hmm. like that. It's interesting. I, I like the, that you bring up the, the idea of is everything competitive uh, and I think it is even beyond the idea of pricing your work and, and bundles and things like that. I think just if you're making a video, as an example, uh, the type of video that you're doing is going to be competitive because everything, you know, we we talked about originality on one of our earlier episodes. Everything is is drawing from mm-hmm. some sort of inspiration from something else. And so you're always going to be comparing that final product to what came before it and so that's kind of the internal uh, you know competition going on in your head and so i think uh you know i I think it could depend uh uh, because maybe the not competitive person uh might just be too lackadaisical or uh maybe just you know doesn't get the, the product finished uh in a in a timely manner or something like that but the overly competitive person Fair. might uh yeah. be too competitive and rushes things or it maybe even just takes too long on the tiniest 
stuck in their ways. Yeah. Won't, won't work with other people. Yeah, yeah. And, and just it's stuck on the tiniest details instead of the, the bigger picture or something like that. So I think that it's, you know, like everything, just there, there mm-hmm. are different things on There's each a healthy, side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's all about finding that middle ground of wanting to, to put out the best product possible uh, in comparison to what else is on the market, uh, but also doing so in a healthy yet timely right. manner. You know, it, it's it's a tricky balancing act. And so you were talking about, you know, something that we brought up in previous episodes about, you know, what influences our work. Uh, You know, we talked about, you know, video, how that can be competitive with either the colleagues you're working with or the people that you're in competition with. But how does hobby writing, for instance, Hmm. a lot of the writing that you're doing for scripts, how does that play a role in this sort of competition? I know you're not competing with, well, I mean, maybe in your head you're competing with, you know, folks who do professional shorts and that do the indie circuits and stuff, right? Is that a competition for you or is this just a, a way that you are showing off the creativity that you have and you're putting it on paper do you feel a sense of competition uh i do and i wish i didn't uh because the the idea of uh-huh. of competition in my my writing work uh sometimes can deter me from wanting to compete in the first place because you see all these people who are pumping out multiple scripts or Ooh, okay. or pumping out uh, so many projects and they're mm-hmm. on the festival circuit or whatever it is. Uh, and then I just in my head before I can even get one thing done uh, in a month, just I get in my head and think, oh, well, OK, mm-hmm. I'm never going to get to that level. So I might as well just take my time. Uh, and, and it can kind of impact me in that sense, yeah. uh, which is obviously not great because, you know, the end goal is obviously uh, hopefully to turn that hobby work into something more than that uh, in whatever size, shape or form that that might right. take. Um, so, yeah, the, it is interesting because the, there's uh, it. Sometimes it, it's just about seeing the quantity of what someone else is putting out. And I don't even bother to look at the quality like I can see all of these posts on social media mm. or something like that of, Hey, I just wrote this many pages and I'm like, Oh man, yeah. I got nothing done. But for all I know, that could be 20 pages of garbage mm-hmm. and that's fine. At least they wrote something and then you can edit it later. But, but right. that's just what I, what I get in my head about, yep. you know, it, it's, I mean, maybe that's just a more of a look into my own mental insecurities and things like that but no no this is good stuff this is good stuff because what i want to get to next is sort of using how do we use competition to gauge our work uh how does it affect our work how does it affect our our uh, ability to do creative work and also how how do we improve by judging others right sure without really wanting to judge but that's what i guess competition is in a sense um I have kind of an idea of of how I do it. And I sure. have talked about this previously. I see other people doing cool stuff, whether that's, like I said, whether it's animation, whether it's flying drones, whether it's doing some other cool stuff that, that intrigues me. And I try to learn how to do it and replicate it. Or I see what they're doing and I'm looking at what I'm doing and I have to determine, is my stuff up to par with them or is it above? And, and, and this brings us around to a lot of other conversations with how do I price my work? How do I determine my worth of stuff? A lot of it has to do with doing our research and seeing again, where does my work stand in comparison to others? 
that in short is competition, yeah. right? Uh, and so again, that's how I find ways to improve my work. I see other people doing cool stuff. I need to learn how to do yeah. it. And that's a great way to learn new skill sets and make you yourself a better candidate for either a job or, or a gig or something like that. Yeah. And I, I honestly, I think, uh, I mean, that's especially helpful with more practical things like just being on set day to day of working on a video or editing with someone. Uh, but even in things yeah. like writing, like as I'm working on, on any of my screenwriting projects, uh, I don't know if you remember, but just uh, like when we were going on tour for choir, I would just uh, download uh, PDFs of screenplays of movies that I love uh-huh. and I would just read them Yep, just to see, okay, how are these writers doing their thing? Uh, how are they formatting things so that I can see what for uh, screenplay writing rules there are that people kind of tend to follow uh, and what rules that they don't follow? Because there are plenty mm-hmm. of screenwriting rules where you'll see some dude on online say, oh, you always need to bold these kinds of things. But then everybody else is like, dude, no one cares. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do that whatsoever. Oh, yeah. And so it, a lot of you know no my cares. own gauging work yeah. is is reading other people's work and just seeing uh how they do things and how i can uh iterate from that or improve my own work and see what doesn't work and, and things like that mm-hmm. uh and also just the idea that i mean you, mm-hmm. going back to the idea of working with people who you are competitive with you know that's an easy way to just get different perspectives and uh learn from each other and pump out possibly a better product i mean we've talked about things where maybe it's a super personal project for you so Mm -hmm. you kind of want to keep that more internal and get it out of your system that way but there are still opportunities to share your work with others and and get feedback on it and Mm -hmm. things like that so i think uh really just the the idea of competition doesn't necessarily mean not collaborative i think that that's just an important thing to distinguish Mm -hmm. i think I think that that's wonderful. Uh, I'm glad that you can bring insight to something that's probably deeper than just, you know, I'm going to make a better video than you, yeah. right? I'm, I'm happy that you can bring insight to sort of what's going through your mind, um, how you do research into, you know, helping yourself grow and become a better writer. writer. Uh, and I think a lot of people do that. And that's, Again, what we're getting to at the base of this is that every person who's doing a creative thing has a little bit yeah, of competition. They're feeling it. They're feeling it. Yeah. It's a very psychological thing uh, and just easy to to let that mentality possibly drag you down. And we've talked about the, the healthy forms of competition, but it's also very easy to let these kinds of things drag mm-hmm. you down uh, just mentally right. to either put out a worse product or not even put out a product at all uh and so i think it's just an important thing to acknowledge and try to to uh you know maintain a healthy workflow and work style and also maintain healthy relationships with the other people that you are or aren't working with right right and and i want to put this out there uh if you have any interesting stories of of creative competition or if we are completely wrong Please let us know, and yeah. we would absolutely love to have that conversation with yeah. you. Ask WTD at gmail.com. There you go. There you go. Uh, on that <laughs> note, Jacob, how do you feel about going into uh, definitely not procrastinating? Ooh, I love it.
because I'm this is unprecedented. Ooh, nice. I'm just gonna have myself go first. Uh because I All right, just finished it. my definitely not procrastinating about two hours ago, two hours or less. Um it was definitely <laughs> less. But I okay. just watched Black Widow. Wow, okay. Uh which is, uh, I mean, obviously we talk about my love of Marvel. I I am of the opinion that basically all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies are at least good. Uh, Incredible Hulk, I could go either way. But other than that, mm-hmm. uh, it's, you know, it's, it's positive for me. And there's obviously things that uh, you can take away from each of them and things like that. But Black Widow is just... Uh, a fun Marvel time. Uh, it definitely should have come out like five years ago, uh, both in terms of like we should have had a Black Widow movie a while ago, mm-hmm. but also just the time in which the story takes place is set five years ago. It's like they should have just come out then. Um, but uh, it's still it's a great time. It's really fun, and it also just sets up some interesting characters going forward uh, in the MCU. Uh, it's also interesting because I watched it using the Disney Plus Premiere Access, where you pay thirty dollars to just watch it uh, at home, and you just have access mm-hmm. to it um, until it comes out for free on Disney Plus. And it's funny because I think the first movie that they did that for was Mulan last year. It was I think it was in August or September or something like that. And when they first mm-hmm. announced that, I was like, "Oh, well, that's stupid. Like, who's going to do that?" But then when I started thinking about other movies they could do that for in the future where they just charge you $30, I was like, oh, well, of course, as soon as they put out Black Widow or any other Marvel property, I'd pay like $60 <laughs> for that. And so uh, obviously I'm I'm kind of the, the target audience because I, I love, you know, all the work that they put into this universe and the characters and everything like that. Uh, but I think it's just a it's another good installment. Uh, yeah. And Loki's coming up. The finale for Loki is this week, too. So. Uh, I bet you can't guess what I'm going to talk about next week. Nope, no idea. But uh, yeah, Black Widow, Disney Plus, or in theaters now. Wow, look at you, look at you. <laughs> uh, so yeah, what about you, Nate? Yeah, so uh, I took a little different approach this week, and uh, I dove into the self self. Let me get this right. Self help on YouTube. Oh, there you go. Watch out, it's a little scary. Watch <laughs> out, it's a little scary. Um. You either learn a lot or you become very depressed. So, <laughs> again, watch out. I, I, I stumbled upon somebody who I had seen previously online, uh, I think, or not online, on TV, I think on CNN, actually. Um, Dr. Phil? Uh, her name's Mel Robbins. I don't know. Oh. No, no, no. Her, na- her name's Mel Robbins. I don't know if you've you've heard of her before. Her name sounds familiar. Uh, but she's a, a lawyer. Yeah, she was on CNN. She was a legal analyst, I think. So she was a lawyer. Uh, again, TV host, author, and speaker, and stuff. And she really she talks a lot about um, anxiety and and depression and stuff like that. But what I was really interested in was her talk, her little talk on creative thinking and and you know procrastinating, procrastinating. And mm-hmm. so here I am doing my definitely not procrastinating about you know procrastinating and how what is it? Why do we do it? And how do we get over it? Right? Because I think a lot of people out there who do the type of work we do, Jacob, uh, and all types of work tend to be procrastinators. And so a couple of things I learned that were really awesome. Uh, one is that, you know, procrastination is, uh, it's a habit, right? And yeah. so it's not 
it's we are intrinsic we're not procrastinators it's just a habit we have just just like you know picking up a cup of coffee in the morning yes the caffeine is addicting but a lot of it is just habit we go and we do it and whatever it is so so yeah so it in in addition to that it's also that self defense against stress and so here are a couple of things that she talks about so there's the habit of procrastinating and there's three steps to procrastinating one is that there's a trigger and Mel says that that trigger a lot of times is stress. So a lot of work, we're going to procrastinate from that work. And that's that's stress, right? So the trigger is stress. Two is a pattern. And so we're going to avoid doing something. We're going to avoid something that's causing the stress, right? And then the third is the reward uh, in that we don't have to do whatever's making us stressful, sure. right? And so the interesting part of this whole conversation uh, of, of what she's talking about is that we can't get rid of stress, right? We're always going to have stress. But if we get rid of the trigger, if we if we get rid of the fact that stress is going to trigger us to do this, to procrastinate, then we no longer have to go through those other three steps. So so for instance, uh, if if we notice that we're we're stressed about something, stressed about doing work, what we can do is we can change that pattern. So instead of avoiding that stress, we just kind of jump right into it. We acknowledge that it's there. And then we take a minute to just understand that that's what's stressing us out. And then you jump into to where you literally try to do one thing. Hmm. And and it turns out, and she talks about this uh, a little further detail, but it turns out that after you take that, that, she says, take five seconds. She has a book called, I think it's the five second rule. Huh. She says, take five seconds, count down from five or, or count up to five, whatever it is, and then do one thing, right? Maybe it takes five minutes to do, but do one thing. And it turns out, and she says this, uh, that 80% of us are going to continue working after we do that one thing. Hmm. And so that's sort of a, a very helpful, easy way to, I find myself with a lot of work, but I just want to go to Netflix or YouTube and just push that work away. Notice that that's the stress. Take away that trigger. Take away that right sure. away. Count count to five. Whatever it is, take a moment, and then do do that one thing. And it turns out a lot of times it's just an email, <laughs> and then you're productive the rest yeah. of the day or the rest of the week or whatever it is. So I, I thought that was fascinating. I thought I thought it makes sense to talk about for it definitely not procrastinating, uh, and it was very useful to me. And so perhaps Jacob, you can take a look at it because I know that we both have procrastinated a lot. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and maybe a lot of folks out there. Uh, have also done that. So yeah, that was my definitely not progressing. Yeah. I like that. that. That'll be helpful in the future as I'm trying to get more stuff done and write more stuff. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, well, Nate, where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter. Definitely procrastinating. Uh, my Twitter handle is Nate Ulrich 16. Uh, what about you, Jacob? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jacob. Yes. Every, every week we say the same thing. Should we change our names? <laughs> Well, it still feels good to say at Jacob Yesvac. Like, if I feel like that's a clever thing. Yeah. It is. Thanks, Sanders. Nice. All right. Well, we'll see you next week. Yeah. How about that? We'll see you. Thanks for listening. Write That Down is produced by Nate Ulrich and Jacob Novak. Music for this podcast includes Answered by Ketza and Dream 13 by Punch Deck. You can find links to both artists in the description for this episode. 
If you'd like to be a part of the show, you can email your questions or topic suggestions to askwtd at gmail.com. Once again, that's askwtd at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.